Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by in person today, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing, Robert? Ali, it's finally time yes. we are sitting here together. For all of our listeners here in, in podcast land, this is our first ever episode after 100 of them that we booked here at Nothing But Locks. Uh, that I'm sitting just about yes. a foot and a half away. Literally. Literally. I could touch Robert if I wanted to right now. <laughs> so we're really happy to be here together and uh, take a look at that, the week that was and uh, what's coming up here in the uh, the coming weekends ahead. Uh, Ali, I hear there's a pretty decent, uh, important football game coming up. There is. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not this weekend. No, I know people that love the Pro Bowl and love watching flag football probably will disagree with me. You're in the minority, I hate to tell you. But yes, we do have the Super Bowl coming up next Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles take on the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of storylines, Robert. The first Super Bowl, two black quarterbacks are starting. We also have Andy Reid facing his old team with the Philadelphia Eagles. He he was with them. I believe he took them to the Super Bowl, right, with Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Did not win, but he has won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. He appeared in another one. So let's start out with this. What are the lines right now, Robert? What What is the spread, the total? What are we looking at? Allie, so – you know, right now, as we look across the entire space, most of the books today have finally settled on Philadelphia minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. The total, which, you know, you kind of shop around, it opened up about 48 and a half, which I thought immediately was way, way too low. Uh, it's been creeping upwards to what kind of Kansas City has been used to, games in the low 50s. So as I'm looking... Yeah, we're, we're about 50 and a half, 51 right now, Allie. Yeah, so let's start with the total because one of my biggest strategies in sports betting with the Super Bowl is I always bet the under. I feel like it's the most watched event. People want to see points. They want to see touchdowns. They want to see field goals. And I believe people just go overboard with the over, so to speak. So the past few Super Bowls, I've bet the under, Robert, and I've hit pretty good. I mean, you look at you look at last year. You look with the Rams and the Bengals. The year prior to that, Kansas City and Tampa. Everyone thought it was going to go over, and it was an under. So really, you have to go back a few years. I think actually the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia and Patriots was the last Super Bowl to go over. I'm not positive about that, but the Rams Patriots the year after that was low scoring. The Chiefs Niners was low scoring. I love betting the under because also you have. I think the gap in between the Super Bowl week and the the conference champions game, players come out with a little rust. There's a little bit of maybe an edge of nervousness. You are playing on the biggest game of the year. What's your take? You know, if if, so, this is the beauty of the Super Bowl. You're going to find an opportunity to bet into so many props, so many derivatives of the game, the the point spread, the total, and the money line. That you see, your the way I look at the game and the way. I'm recommending you look at the Super Bowl unto itself, which more and more as as we're starting to see technology grow in in our industry, you're going to be able to see these kinds of wagers available on any game, on any week in the NFL, but specific to the Super Bowl, right? So, Ali, if you'd like to bet under the total, well, you're going to have four quarters of under to bet into. So there are four X opportunities to go under that total. Uh, you know, first quarter right now, I believe that the total is nine. Wow, nine and that's, a half. that's low. That's very right? low. And so obviously it's it's something where you would think, well, okay, well, 10 points, that's just a field goal and a touchdown right. and you're already over the total. 
lot of that plays into how the game is uh, set in your mind, right? right? So if you are looking at the game and you're handicapping it, go to the final score and say, okay, what's the final score of the game, right? And we can we'll talk about that at, yeah. at length. And then parse back from that. Well, so how did you get to that final score? Was there an interception? Is there three touchdowns for one team? Are there four touchdowns? And that'll give you a breakdown on how you can get to the total of the game because you went to the very end and then had a rewound back. How I envision, and we'll get more in depth next week. We'll go over prop bets and everything. But just, you know, what, 10 days out, I'm looking at it. I think both teams are going to start off a little slow. I know that Jalen Hurts still isn't 100%. That's been evident with how he's played the last few games. And they haven't really utilized him a lot. They've utilized the running game. And I think that keeps the ball on the field. That increases the time of possession. So I think they're going to do a good job keeping Patrick Mahomes on the field. Conversely, I don't think Patrick Mahomes has faced a defense like Philadelphia all year. The Bills don't compare to that. The the Bengals don't compare to that. I th- And I don't know what shape Pat Mahomes is going to be in. That is a str- Robert, that's a strong front seven that Philadelphia has. You don't you think they're gonna blitz every chance they get? They better. Yeah. I would think so. If you're, if you're I mean watching, nobody did it. <laughs> if you're watching while well, we're watching, I would think that that's exactly what you should do almost on every down. Uh I think that the Bengals attempted to do that, but they simply couldn't break through right. that offensive line because most of the time we saw a shotgun formation. Yep. Uh, against Cincinnati almost exclusively. I don't remember him lining up under center even once. And when it was, it was probably to do a handoff. Uh, So you're absolutely right. You got to blitz and blitz often. And I mean, look, it's not like Andy Reid doesn't know what's coming. He's going to probably play an awful lot of shotgun formations for Mahomes, unless we're going to see, again, maximum size applied to his legs. So he's going to be Far, and I'm I'm going to just go on an assumption that he will be far healthier, right? Uh, you know, come Super Bowl Sunday on the on the twelfth. So we know I'm I'm putting out there I'm leaning under. Obviously, that can change. It probably won't because, like I said, it's been my strategy for years that the under. What are you leaning right now? And so I'm not going to mess with the formula that I've been using all year. Uh, it's my power rank, yep. right? And my power rank based all of this into it. And it factors yeah. in whether it's Henny or whether it's Mahomes or whether it's any combination of what I see on the field. So it really hasn't changed, Allie, and it's going to be towards a side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell right now, I feel Kansas City's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to agree with you. So I'll, I'll break this down. As a New York Giants fan, I do not want to see the Eagles <laughs> win the Super Bowl. That, Robert, let's just, let's, let's divulge one second. When I saw that the Empire State Building was lit up green, I, I don't even know what I did. I just went into a frenzy. How are you going to light the New York Empire State Building green? It's our beacon. I can understand that the Jets made the Super Bowl, but they're nowhere near that. That was such a slap in the face. But anyway, I agree with you. I think that the Chiefs, so the Eagles, as good as their defense has been, they haven't played an offense yet like Pat Mahomes with Travis Kelsey. I think that this is a game where they break through. And Andy Reid is great, especially on coming off a bye, of devising schemes and game plans. And I think he's going to take down Nick Sirianni. Great coach, but I think he's going to outsmart him in this game. I think that the Philadelphia Eagles, while the Chiefs don't have the best defense, I think they will find a way to contain Hurts. I think there's a formula with that we saw in the past few games. 
you know, force him to throw, force him to get uncomfortable. So I'm going to agree with you right there. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs both cover and win outright, and they're the Super Bowl champions again. I can't disagree with you there, Ali. I mean, the, the way, again, we developed all of this going in and from late in the season to seeing, you know, obviously, look, if, if Mahomes, right, so here's here's a great question. Let me present it to you. Yep. If we take Jalen Hurts and put him on Kansas City, and then we take Patrick Mahomes and we put him on Philadelphia. So we just talked a few moments ago that the current line is Philadelphia one and a half. If we swap quarterbacks on the team, what line do you think we should make the Super Bowl? Yeah, I said earlier, I think that if Jalen Hurts is quarterbacking the Chiefs and Mahomes is quarterbacking the Eagles, it's Eagles minus 10. So there you go. Now that just shows the, the, the levels of where these quarterbacks are at. I really think that breaking down the game exactly specifically by what they're and currently how they're built, Kansas City has an infinite playbook to deal with anything that's going to be thrown their way, regardless of the talent level in front of them. They go beyond their expectations. That's why I really feel Kansas City has this one. Yep, totally agree with you. Well, we'll get more into the Super Bowl next week. Like I said, we'll have plenty of prop bets to break down. We'll go a little more in-depth in the matchup. But let's talk about the recent developments in the weeks. Uh, some guy named Tom Brady said he was going to retire finally after re- unretiring last year, coming back. Robert, is he finally done? This better be it. <laughs> Allie, uh, when we heard him say, yeah, I'm done, uh, I was uh, pretty confident and happy knowing that I could probably set Tampa to win the Super Bowl at eh, 35, 40 to yeah. 1 with whoever was going to be their quarterback. And yeah, well, sometimes I don't get news as fast as others do. And so we got, you know, quite a number of bets at a, what at the time was a very valuable right. number uh, when Brady said, no, actually, I am going to come back and it's going to be, you know, with this current set. So he is gone. Yep. And that's it. And I have to just believe with face value because he says uh, what he said on his yep. social media channel. So he is gone. Uh, what does this mean now for Tampa, Allie? I was just going to ask you that. Me, personally, I think the team gets blown up. I think they explore wow. trades for Mike Evans, maybe yeah. Chris Godwin. Godwin. But I don't know. What do you do at quarterback, Robert? Do you sign a veteran? You have Derek Carr's out there. Do you trade for someone like like an Aaron Rodgers? I mean, this team, it, when I look at Tampa Bay right now, I don't look at – minus Tom Brady, too. I don't look at them as a Super Bowl team. Do you? No, and that's a great point. So, so <laughs> – Tom Brady is the GOAT, right? He is, he is the, the top. He is the Mount Rushmore piece. So did we see a really huge drop-off because he just finally got caught by Father Time? Or was it everything in front of him? I have to feel that it's probably a combination of both. Mm-hmm. So if we see the best possible free agent out there today, who would, could who could it possibly be? Could it be Garoppolo? Could it be Aaron Rodgers? So we take Aaron Rodgers now, Alan, yeah. and we put him on Tampa with the current build. Super no. Bowl champion? I don't think so. Okay, so then blow it up. Yeah, I, 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 and I know, I think Mike Evans is starting to lose a step. He didn't have a particularly great season. No, Chris Godwin, I don't ever think he'll be a number one guy. He's a good slot guy. He can run deep, but I think he's a number two. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, 
Tampa does have an appeal because that division is so weak, Robert. But I actually don't think Tampa Bay is the best team if you want to build around. I'm looking at New Orleans where I have a great young receiver with Chris Olave, Michael Thomas maybe getting fully healthy next year. And then I even look at Carolina. Carolina, you have the defense already set. You have DJ Moore. You, you, you can get good pieces around that. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers, Tampa Bay just does not appeal to me. I think Tampa is going to have to start from scratch. I think they're going to trade a lot of veteran guys, get some draft picks. I think they're going to look into the draft. Hey, maybe even try to trade up with with Chicago Bears and get a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud. I think that's very possible. But one thing I do want to mention before moving on, Robert, is Todd Bowles. Is, is his job safe? Because is Todd, I know there was talk about Bruce Arians really didn't like the way that the team went. He didn't agree with the Byron Leftwich firing. But do you want to rebuild your team with Todd Bowles as head coach? As head coach, no. Right. Uh, do, you know, what you're known best for and yeah. then stick to that coordinating. But I, I think that the team was misguided, you know, quite a bit. They looked uh, disjointed several games. And in some games, they were just not what we expected them to be. And, you know, even if I could bake that into a point spread, a lot of times I was off on the game. And, and you know, to me, I, I don't think that, they reached the expectations, which were still kind of right. Low. No one thought, I mean, look, honestly, in, in the middle of the year, no one thought Tampa no. was going to win this whole no. entire thing with what they currently have. Bulls has a large part of it. I yeah, really do feel like you're right. Yeah. So what are the odds right now of the first coach to get fired in 2023? <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take Todd Bowles right now before the season. I, I guess he's gonna probably who knows? I mean, with Tom Brady got it, maybe it might not be too late for the general manager and the owner to say, yeah. oh, you know what, maybe we just blow up the whole entire thing now. It's a good point, but you lost some you lost out some great candidates, Sean Payton, obviously, with the with the Broncos now, D'Amico Ryan's is with the Texans. So you definitely did lose out on some prime territory. So let's talk about what this does for the quarterback market. Where do you see a name? Well, let's start with the free agents first. Where do you see a Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo going next year? So there's obviously going to be some real hunger for talent at the quarterback position. I feel that because it's so sparse and so the lacking of, of talent and then the, how many teams that have Super Bowl aspirations at least right. are going to say, ah, let's just go pick up the quarterback du jour in the first round and expect to win a Super Bowl. No one has that. You're insane to, to go in and think that you could take a rookie and have him learn a playbook and then go to the Super Bowl with him. So I mean, look, and even now, if we just take a look at what's happened to San Francisco, maybe they do keep all three, meaning Garoppolo and, and Lance and Purdy, who's, by the way, Purdy got brought back into the game. Yeah. With a completely damaged wing. Mm -hmm. He's going to be out for, for, they're saying nine months. Wow. You don't come back nine months from that. No. So he's going to miss probably the entire year. So it's just Lance. Yep. I, I, you're not going to find a lot that's going to be available if you're a general manager and if, Ali, you're running the Jets and you're saying, well, what do I do? I, I mean, it's, I know it's not going to be Zach Wilson. So who is it? Well, you got to find someone and so you're going to overpay dramatically right. for a quarterback that's probably not going to be worth right. what you're going to pay him. So if I toss you Derek Carr and I guess Aaron Rodgers, do you rank them 1-1-A one, one or do you think that they're... I would, 
I would rank Aaron Rodgers number one clear cut. If yeah. I'm San Francisco, and I talked when the Bills lost, I feel like their window of getting a Super Bowl is, is shutting because you only have a few years, and sometimes you only have a year and that's your window. Yeah. I I look at San Francisco's team now. I think they were the best team on the NFC. Unfortunately, the quarterback got hurt. Otherwise, I think they beat the Eagles. If I'm the general manager and I'm looking at my 49ers team, this is a team that can be in the Super Bowl next year. Of course. So I need a quarterback that can win the Super Bowl. Do I trade for Aaron Rodgers for one year? Do I partner him with a Debo, with a, a George Kittle, with a Brandon Ayuk? I think I do, Robert. Because one thing about Aaron Rodgers is – he wasn't great on throwing downfield this year. Right. You give him a great offensive line, which also he didn't have in, in Green Bay. He has Trent Williams there now, you know, at left tackle. And you give him more of a running game where he's not asked to do that much. I think Aaron Rodgers is a perfect fit. And you only are going to have him because he's he's getting up there in years. You're only going to have him for one, one year. year. Right. I th- And he's, you know, he, he went to California. He, he grew up in Nigerian. Wouldn't it be just like the perfect storybook ending the team that passed on him for alex smith he comes there and wins the super bowl what do you think that's awesome actually i never thought so right so from aaron Rodgers' perspective how do i want my legacy to end it's not a great bet you're not winning that that ship has sailed a long long time ago there's green bay's gonna have you know other problems that they're gonna have to deal with far beyond quarterback but you're right if if i'm looking if if i'm looking how do i want to end my career where do i want to finish uh it's obviously someplace that'll you know be ready to you know come right in and then challenge for a super bowl why not san francisco we just saw exactly the news that happened with purdy i mean lance is still unproven i mean he didn't really have an opportunity to show what he was going to be able to do heck maybe lance might be able to use one more year of conditioning and seasoning to to know exactly how to run this particular engine of an NFL franchise, what a great spot for him to land in. If I'm if I'm Aaron Rodgers, why would I even consider the Raiders over the 49ers? If you're the 49ers, do you trade Trey Lance for Aaron Rodgers? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Because Green Bay is going to want a lot for him. And, yeah. and they're going to – I don't know if they're so, sold on Jordan Love from the, the limited that I've seen him. I don't uh, think he's their future – do you, they, they might take a, a shot with Trey Lance. So do you risk next year having Aaron Rodgers and then Brock Purdy will be back from injury sometime? Uh, yeah. Of course. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yep. So you buy back the one year that you're going right. to miss with Purdy, which, by the way, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Right? So you're, you're, yeah. you just went and hit like the lotto times 100 with Brock Purdy. So if you've got him and you know he's going to be up in a year, what a great spot. That's the way to do it. Go that's ahead and, and offer them Lance straight up for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, maybe a pick. I don't know if like if I'm Green right. Bay, what what do you think we can get at this point for Aaron Rodgers? Who who could probably give you more than that? I don't know. It's obviously gonna have to be a team that wants to win a championship immediately, right. but at the same time, it's gonna be able to give you some kind of asset. San Francisco, man, they are loaded. With talent, and you know, I don't know how much draft pick collateral right. you have, but if you're looking for a quarterback, there you go. Well, we both like that spot for Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo because I don't see any way he goes back to the 49ers. I think that that bridge was burned. Where? Two questions: If you're Jimmy Garoppolo, where do you want to go? 
And if you are a GM, do you want Jimmy Garoppolo? I, if I'm okay, so backwards, if I'm a GM, yes, I do. But for what kind of system am right. I running? Right. You can't put the old, you know, you know, square peg into a round hole right. and expect them to, to win championships. So his style of offense, you know, you're not going to get a guy that's going to be mobile, you know, outside of the pocket. He's going to be a pocket passer and he's going to have to rely on uh, yards after the catch. So where could I best fit at the same time? What about my brand? Hey, I'm Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. I'm, I'm, I want to make the best of what yep. I am for my legacy. How about New York? Yeah. That, that would, you know, I, everyone keeps throwing the Raiders out there. I just don't think the Raiders make sense. He's going in a, he's going to have to go to a tough division yeah. where you have the Chargers, you have Kansas City, Denver. I think they'll be better with Sean Payton, but who knows? So, yeah, I'm looking at the New York Jets. I have two really good young receivers. You have Garrett Wilson. You have you have more right over there. You And if you look at the running game, Brees Hall's coming back, and he was phenomenal before he, he got injured. You have a defensive-minded head coach, Rob Asala, who you're familiar with, and you have probably the top defense in the AFC. Like, let's, let's be honest with that. I would take the Jets' defense over the Bills' defense right now especially with all the free agents that the Bills defense is going to have. So, yeah, if I'm Jimmy, I go to New York. I think that's the answer. I think yeah. we just answered it. Right. And then I, I, I mean, there's obviously plenty of teams that would benefit to having uh, a quarterback as capable as Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think if I put myself in his shoes today, where would be my best fit? I think probably the New York Jets. Uh, if I mean, look, obviously Tampa's going to need a quarterback. But uh, so, Allie, which would you choose, you know, north or south? Would you choose New York, which may not be ready right now mm-hmm. to win a Super Bowl? Because look, you know, look right above you. You got Miami, yeah. you got Buffalo, but it's the New York market. It's all the marketing. It's you, right? Think about yourself. Yep. Or more success personally, professionally in Tampa. I don't know what Tampa Bay looks like next year, so I'm going to New York. Yeah, that's that they're going to blow themselves up. Yeah, so so for me, and and do you really want to inherit another Tom Brady team? (laughs) (laughs) It's like you sat behind him. He's going to be sick of following this guy. If anyone, I'm not going to Tampa. Forget it. I'm not going to go behind him again. No, no, (laughs) don't. So a few more quarterbacks quickly, and then uh, we we are running out of time. We have a company on site. So let's go back to Derek Carr because I feel like he's just the misfit yeah. in this equation. Is he just doomed to go to a team like the Texans or is there going to be another team that can contend that wants him? I, if I had a look at the list of quarterbacks that are eligible for free agency in just a short amount of time, he probably doesn't rank in my top three. Right. I, I would think that if, if anyone, he's going to probably have to either pick up a job where he's Probably not going to have his first or second or maybe third choice. Yeah. I have to just be a backup. It's it's tough to say. I mean, I think the Texans might do do something like a two-year deal. It sounds like they're going to draft either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud with that number two pick. So I could see the Texans as, as a popular landing spot. When I look at the NFC South, I don't see Tampa really biting for him. I don't – maybe Carolina, you, uh, same thing. You might be drafting a quarterback. 
But hey, then why not just bring Sam Darnold back? Because I don't think there's much difference between Derek Carr and Sam Darnold, and you'll get one for a lot cheaper. <laughs> what about New Orleans, Robert? Are they going to stay with Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, or would they maybe take a run at Derek Carr? Because they can compete, actually. It, it is a bad division. So they're not going to, I think, want to build from the bottom up. But I think they might want to sign a veteran. What do you think? Uh, that's a great point. So if if, if we're looking at the, the differences between Winston and I don't know, is, is Taysom Hill going to be there or how insane would this be if Sean Payton decides, you know what about this Russell Wilson? Let me bring Taysom Hill with me. Um, and then he can have Taysom Hill in Denver and now Russell Wilson's having flashbacks. If Russell Wilson ever got benched for Taysom <laughs> I just would have to wake up and see what reality should happen. <laughs> so I think if he does go, uh, so if, if he go, does go to the Saints, I don't know if he beats out Winston. Is that no, crazy? No, it isn't. Because at least when I feel like Winston at least has more of an arm than Dirk. So he might not be. He might make boneheaded mistakes now and then. But I, I'm with you, Robert. I I think Winston. I think that Derek Carr's just he he could very well be a backup somewhere. He's probably going to be a backup, which is insane to think about. I I just think that that might have to be the choice. What's the Pittsburgh? Team. Because Pittsburgh is interesting. They have Kenny Pickett, but right. it, you're still not, a, no one's still 100% sold on Pickett. Do you maybe go to Pittsburgh and be a backup? Okay, right. So, my, right. So, if I, I have to be a backup, I probably want to be a backup that I'm just going to get the most money, to be right. honest. I, to be to be completely brutally honest, yep. just give me my money then. If I'm going to be a backup somewhere, just give me, just give me some payday. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if we're looking at Pittsburgh, so some quarterbacks, that I feel have nothing to be worried about are uh, Fields in Chicago, uh, Pickett in Pittsburgh. I think those two guys are are locked in, and I know that, that their teams didn't have a, you know a, a good successful you know over five hundred kind of a season. But I think that what they did do and what they showed with very limited uh, you know players that were surrounding that got the results that they needed. Yeah. I think that those two quarterbacks definitely have nothing to be concerned about. They'll build around them. Uh, you know, so for, you know, Carr's perspective, if you are going to be a backup alley, take the money, whatever it may be. Yeah. <laughs> two more quarterbacks. Let's go to Lamar Jackson because he's kind of been off the radar in recent weeks. Is he going to be a Raven next year? He has to be a Raven. I agree. Um, I, I think that that's the one team that he's best built for. And I think that he's probably going to get the biggest offer from them because after all, they already offered him, you know, for the quarter of a billion dollars. So that slot um, salary cap space is probably best fit, uh, you know, for him to, you know, rejoin Baltimore, unless he just has something about Baltimore that he just doesn't like anymore. And he's not telling you. It could be the case. I mean, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm looking at a team like Washington, um, I'm, I might be, I'm looking at the NFC. Why compete in the AFC against Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen? So loaded. The AFC has so many loaded quarterbacks. You're right. Uh, it makes a great point to have him if he does go someplace else. Let me go to the NFC where I can have, you know, a, a far clearer path to some victory. Uh, although that NFC East sure is pretty stacked. Yeah, right. I mean, probably fine. Maybe he ends up, you know, and hey, how about Carolina? That's a very good if, if he does land someplace, and it, I, so we're definitely going to agree that he should go to the NFC. Yes. Uh, and then probably not the NFC East, maybe someplace else, so we could have some, uh, you know, chance at some, you know, real yeah. playoff success. 
uh, great point there on, on him as, you know, a, a key candidate for, you know, a, a quarterback spot land someplace. And we do have a ton of quarterbacks. We're unfortunately running out of time, but we'll have an episode in the coming weeks talking about all the situations and scenarios. You know, you still have Baker Mayfield's out there, Sam Darnold, as I mentioned, you're going to have Carson Wentz, some of the lesser names, but the last one, Geno Smith too. I almost forgot about him. Right. But the last one I obviously had to bring up is our boy, Daniel Jones. So you're Joe Schoen. What are you doing? What what deal are you giving him? Are you doing the franchise tag? What are you going to do with Daniel Jones? We have entered a quarterback purgatory, Ali. Who do we have? Do we have the Daniel Jones that we saw grow in front of us from about mm-hmm. weeks seven on? Or is it the quarterback that we saw against the Eagles? I think that I really feel, and I'm going to go ahead and step far, far back from my fandom of this franchise and think that he is the former, that he's the quarterback that's developed and became what we saw, a really very mobile quarterback that just had high, high limitations on what he could do with the offense just because he's surrounded by guys that he picked up, you know, in, in on Main Street in Flushing. It, it, there's just not much that he could choose from, and, and the, the talent level that was surrounding him just wasn't there. Uh, franchise tag for me. I would give him a small deal. I think I would, because, well, unless you think that a team is going to give him a better deal than I franchise tag him. Okay. But I agree with you. I have been on the Daniel Jones trade now for a few years. And what gives me optimism to Robert is that he won without any receiver, right. without a, a functioning offensive line. And let's not forget, Saquon was not himself after midway through the season. It was really the Daniel Jones show. So if I'm Joe Schoen, if I think I could get him on a relatively cheap two to three year deal because maybe no one else is going to offer it. That's what I do. If not, I place the franchise tag on him. But if you place the franchise tag on him and he has a spectacular year, that is going to be a ginormous contract. So I that's why I'm leaning, which I think he's going to be improved. I think the Giants will be back in the playoffs next year. So I'm going to give him a three-year deal and get him while he's cheap. Awesome. Okay, three years for you. Um, I'm going to stamp franchise for me. This is gambling yeah, now. This is <laughs> Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much, Robert. It's a pleasure to be in the office with you. I can't wait to do a lot more while we're in Miami. Uh, Thanks to all the listeners for joining, and we will be back next week. Take care.